All right, fellas, I'm James O'Neill. This is the O'Neill Ops Podcast, Episode 2. For those of you guys that haven't heard the first podcast, um, it's been quite a while. It's been about a year. I'll make sure and post the link up on this YouTube video so that you guys can basically go back and listen to it. I said in the first podcast that this isn't a... uh, it's not a solo effort by all means. You know, we, we're a tight-knit team. We've got a group of guys here that really understand each other very well in the field, and uh, they can operate the camera just as easy as they can pull the trigger and vice versa. And without the guys that are on the team, you know, we wouldn't be getting the footage that we do. That's all there is to it. And what I want to do in this podcast is kind of start introducing the guys that that work with us so that you guys can get a better understanding of who they are, what they do, and kind of how we work together. And before I let uh, introduce this guy, um, I'm going to just kind of tell you a little bit earlier on how things kind of got started. First off, it's Keith Rissy. I'll let him kind of introduce some of the, the Instagram pages he does and kind of what he does for the team after I get done here, but some of the first things that, that him and I did were, gosh, man, I think it was grade school, and it's actually, th- this here's an add-on, and it was right below us is where my bedroom was, and I remember grade school, and, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, he was knocking on the, the bedroom window. We were out doing coyote calling contest, things like that. That's just, we, we've always done it. We've kind of always worked as a team. And then it progressed, you know, um, we played college ball together, played college baseball, and that was, uh, you know, just just have always known each other really well and uh, have got along really good and under, most importantly, I think, understand each other really good. And that's a huge asset when you're in the field, hunting, filming, killing, trying to be successful because... Man, if you don't if you don't understand who your teammate is and, and what they can do, then you're you're pretty much just going in blind. You're lost. Anyway, with that said, guys, uh, I'll let Keith Rissy introduce himself and kind of fill you guys in on um, kind of how he got started, kind of what he's done, and tell you guys a little bit about himself. Thanks, James. Hey, uh, this I'm just Keith Rissy. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We. Uh, like James said, we we grew up together as a crow flies. Uh, I grew up probably ten miles from James's place. Um, we started calling contests, and it wasn't a big contest for say it was, you know, small town contest. You know, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, and uh, always hunted together, always doing something together. You know, we grew up so so close together, lived so close together, and so and. We're pretty you know, family, so anything that went on in town, we're always, everybody was there, so that's kind of how it started, I guess, you know, the, the small town coyote con contest, the shooting pheasants on the weekend or what have you, so. I remember, like, uh, uh, some of the things that we kind of got into, it was probably about the time that I got my FFL 10, uh, over a decade ago, when we really started getting into the long range, man, you had a, a Rock River Arms, and we had a kind of a junk scope on it, and we were starting to 
ring steel, bang steel out there at a quarter of a mile, and it kind of started intriguing us, and then it kind of really progressed from there. We were hunting coyotes and stuff a lot before that, but that's kind of where you're like, oh, man, you know, we can reach out that far with this little gun, and it kind of grew. Yeah, 223, you know. And then, like you said, you and, and kind of how that all got started too is you always said you wanted to ben- build a bench-made rifle. I remember the day you said, uh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna build them." And you went and talked to some people. How do I do this? Or what do you? How do you go about it? How do you do it? And did some some uh, studying on it or what have you, and and started maybe building the more of the custom rifles, and uh, instead of the smaller calibers. And like you said, reaching out, shooting all the time now, and and uh kind of honing your skills for coyotes now that we film and everything we don't necessarily shoot long range but we don't necessarily try to kill them long range right yeah we're banging steel at least i don't know every other day maybe shoot shooting something every day anyways getting trigger time in yeah that's a key yeah and we'll kind of go into that you know a lot of that as things progress but we've been um kind of out of the picture for a while regarding content for damn sure. I mean, uh, w- there's, there's like this where we're at right now. We're very fortunate to have this set up. It's an awesome setup. We're finally set up that we can actually have enough room. We can get content out there to you guys like this. We're going to plan on hammering podcasts out, man, hopefully weekly. And, um, I mean, we're, YouTube videos, this, these podcasts are going to go up on YouTube as well as the Anchor page or the Anchor channel that, that I upload them to. So you guys will be able to have a couple different venues. But that's one of the other things too. Like we hammered this this add-on out. That's why we've been really kind of, it, it, the, the content has been out of the picture because we've been trying to get this set up and we've been focusing on this add-on so hard. Keith came out every single day, worked with our contractor. I was here working with the contractor and uh, I mean, it saved us a lot of money. And I think we had, it was just over 20 days, solid 20 work days that we got on this whole edition. Sure. Yeah. So we hammered, I mean, we've been working and it's not like we've been trying to not get content out there. That's the sole purpose of doing this so that we can get more content out there. Yeah. It's been a long summer as far as getting this and this project It's it's kind of coming down to the, the final what it was for or what you wanted it for or what you wanted to use it for. And, uh, this is kind of what it's, what it's doing now is, is what we worked all summer on. So that's usually throughout the summer. We'll knock out at least a couple reviews, product reviews in this sure. summer. I, I think my last, or the last video that we did was a T4 series. Right. So it's right towards the end of the coyote season last year. Yeah. You it's know, been a while, yeah, man. Early, early summer, maybe spring. So with this setup here, you know, we'll be able to do a ton of reviews. I, I, in all honesty, guys, what I really like to do is I kind of like the, the, the cinematography aspect of it, where you can go out in the field where with our location, it's so awesome because we've got a wide variety of terrain. You know, we've got the sand hills to the South, we've got river bottoms to the South, and we got transitions to kind of like a, almost a huge meadow that's on the edge of the aquifer. And it's, it's, kind of farm ground basically is what it is and it transitions to the north to the rolling hills like prairie open prairie then it turns into basically ponderosa pinefield canyons and further north of there you got badlands so we have a a wide variety of terrain and i kind of like to use that in our videos and it's going to be tough to get away from that with with kind of the the product reviews but uh 
this, you know, we should be able to just hammer them out here. Oh, sure. You come in from a long day of calling and, you know, it's set up here. We might get retarded and not make much sense, but we're, <laughs> we're going to put something together for you. You know, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's there. You might as well do it. It'll be, it's fun, you know. Yeah, this will be a blast for us because, um, you know, like like we were talking, we're, this this is exactly how I envisioned it. We're going to be, once we start hammering uh, with thermals, you know, we're going we're gonna to be sitting in here and waiting for them to hit the bait if we're not out calling. And we can knock out a podcast in a half an hour. You know, sure. I guarantee you we could sit and talk on uh, on a specific, just one specific topic for um, an, an hour or longer. But I want to try to keep these around 30 minutes, 45. By 45 max sure yeah. that's kind of my goal here but um trying to get everything organized get everything rolling so that we can be a little bit more efficient in our work and get you guys a little bit more entertainment and like i said in the first podcast it didn't start out that way it's a job for us and that for first podcast was that and somebody called you, you did it on, on the phone, or is it something you did by yourself on the computer or what? Yeah, the okay. first podcast, yep. this will make, like I've got some equipment here that's going to make this so yep. much easier. The first podcast, I used kind of a junk microphone, then yep, I had to go like through and kind of work a lot of the noise out of it and edit them. It's, it, this is going to be a slick setup for us. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, let's, let's just kind of go back a little bit more about Keith here because... In, in my first uh, uh, podcast, I kind of went into detail on, on one of the main reasons that, that we hunt coyotes and kind of how it's my lifestyle. He's grown up the same way. I mean, go, go into a little bit of detail on kind of of your background, like what you did when you were growing up, what, you, what your jobs were when you were growing up in the summertime, and then we already kind of went into mm-hmm. the, the hunting aspect. We've sure. always hunted, yep. but your, your job description. Sure. Um Growing up wise, uh, just like any other little farm ranch kid, you know, on the tractor mowing in the summer when you were eight years old and doing the best you could, you know, um, trying to break the tractor down just so you could go to town to see somebody, you know, spend all your time on a tractor or in the field or, uh, you know, the out on the farm doing stuff like that. And uh, I guess I went to a little, little, uh, country school just like James but not the same one um another small town 10 miles 15 miles from James's <laughs> but uh and then high school together played sports together and then my junior year I moved out to I moved to Nebraska and graduated from Gordon Nebraska um played played my sports there and then we hammered baseball there too. Yeah, and then uh, James and some other friends, or some other guys our age, came down and played high school or legion ball in the summertime in Gordon. So that was you know back together playing sports again, and then college. James was a year behind me, so I uh, I went to a semester without you know right out of high school, and then uh, excuse me, that bang that bangs hammering me, man. That's right. That's what it's supposed to do. But uh. After that, I transferred. We went to uh, to a junior college, played some college baseball together. And then after that, James transferred to SDSU. I transferred to Omaha, played finished baseball there. And 
both of us ended back on the farm, you know, and I, and I didn't go back to the farm. I actually sold cars. My, my grandpa owned a Ford dealership in the, in the small town of Martin. So I ended up selling cars for him for 15 years. Um, and the whole time James was here on the farm, which is like 30 miles from town. So we, and then we play an amateur baseball together in town. So it's always, always doing something. Always been doing something together. Always, always around. But then, uh, after my car sales, me and my brother, <clears throat> excuse my brother, uh, retired from the Air Force at 21 years and moved back to Martin. We ended up buying a gas station together, and we've had it for, we're going on two years. And being a business owner, I guess it's it's worked out good enough that I think last year it would come out every, in the wintertime, we're coyote hunting, we're going, we're going. And I think last year I might have missed, I don't know, four or five days from coyote hunting. We're just going all the time, so. It's just been lucky, blessed, I guess, to to be able to do what I do or we do, and and uh, just taking it day by day, I guess, and murdering coyotes. The the days that you missed are probably we were probably blizzarded in yeah, anyway. I was say it's probably forty mile an hour wind and snowing. So, but that's a that's a exactly kind of what we want. I wanted to go over and kind of just have you guys here. Everybody sees it on video, and they'll like we get guys right now. It's elk season, and it's just crazy, man. I mean, and people know who who we are from some sure. certain videos. I mean, not a lot. Most guys don't, but a lot of guys actually do. They've seen some of our work, but they don't know the details and really right. who we are and yeah. kind of what we do in our background. And that's just nice to kind of fill guys in, so they have, you know, a lot of guys are familiar with it. And the way that I kind of like to look at this is a lifestyle. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that do it for fun, and we have nothing against that. Yeah, well, it's fun, all right. No, we're not going to die. It's not fun. <laughs> but, like, you know, when when you introduce uh, cattle into the picture, and, like, just last night, Dad dad called over here, and he said, man, you guys got to start. You got to shoot those. You get, there's, a, yeah. there's a couple pups that are coming. We just weaned our smaller herd, about 250 head. And you know when they're when their pups are stupid coming in, all it takes is a dog to run out there and chase one of them, go through the lot, and then you got calves breaking through the corrals or tipping, just you know broken legs, broken anything like that. Unneeded, unneeded work that we can deal with ourselves. And a lot of people don't understand that it's not just fun, although it is every bit of it is, but um, it coincides with work and like like. Another thing, too, I was going to say is, you know, Keith's been out here uh, with his business that him and his brother are in. It's a huge advantage to me, too, because um, I'm not saying it frees up any of his time. I mean, it's it's work. You got to make money. That's a goal in life. And with what I do, a lot of times, like the other day, for example, I was bangs vaccinating or sorry, not bangs. We were preg checking cows. We weaned. We had the vet come. We preg checked, gave him a couple shots. And uh, pour on. And while I was doing that, I had a bull hunter here, right? We usually kill, gosh, last year, I think we killed 30 elk. The year before that, we killed 20. Uh, the year before that, probably 20. And uh, this year, we're up to uh, 18 or 19 so far. I'll have to look at my login sheet. Yeah, I think 19 and then two bulls or maybe 19 with two, two bulls. Yep, that's pretty damn, I, I think that's what it is, 19 with two bulls. And anyway, I had a bull hunter here and Keith knows the ground. I mean, like I said, he's been coming out all the time ever since we were kids. He knows the ground as well as I do. And it's a massive benefit that I'll basically hire him to guide. Yeah. So he's been guiding this uh, client, a, a bull hunter, and he's out doing stuff like that. And 
comes out uh, a lot of fun and then at the same time you know you don't it, it's not only am i guiding that guy for elk i'm i'm, I'm scouting coyotes I'm yeah that's, you that's come <laughs> you come in the first day and i'm like dude how big was he and you're like oh, i saw 14 coyotes i could yeah. tell your eyes you're like dude oh, i go how big was he <laughs> saw 14 of them yeah. might have counted the same one yeah. twice yeah <laughs> yeah no i said i there might have been 17 but i wasn't sure on those other three <laughs> but yeah it's always going i mean like you said, that being able to come out here all the time, putting in the work, putting in the time to to better ourselves as as predator hunters, really. Yeah, and you do when you're guiding and you're out there. I mean, you're always that. That's a huge asset because a lot of people that hunt, they don't really hunt the same area twice, and and the majority of our kills are coming with us within a small radius of actually where we live, and being able to scout and know every detail of where we're going to set and then you have to factor in the camera it's a force yeah. i mean it, it's yeah. factoring in the camera is a whole nother a whole nother set of skills i'm not saying it's hard but i'm saying you have to hide it it's like another it's like a third person or, or second fourth. or fourth person yeah. coming in so you got to make sure and set yourself up for it if we were just going out to kill you know it'd be a completely different story in one one year i think we're going to try it we're just going to set everything aside and we're just going to start putting marks on our stock yeah and just start hard, start hammering everybody else does about october and roll all the way through the end of february well this year the first time i've ever called in october you know usually it's when corn gets out or after deer season the middle of november and a lot of that's my fault though but i mean i always say every year i say man we, we're gonna hit these spots up in right, october right and then you, you wean calves yep calves are in that goes right into we wean in the big bunch and then now we got to cut corn you know combine corn yep and then we bring then, gary's out too yeah another 600 head yeah that, that's another ranch that james is manages for a guy but but then deer hunters you know that that that'll mess up a guy's coyote calling real quick there's so. no sense in doing you you got you got two aspects there you got 99 percent of deer hunters out here that we deal with or we talk to will will send in it send one at a coyote even if oh, there's yeah. a 150 inch whitetail standing yeah. over the hill you know exactly yeah and, and then you got the gut piles coyotes yeah. they'll yeah. they'll slick them them elk gut piles too the same way man you go out there and and uh scout at night with a thermal you'll sell three or four coyotes over over an elk gut pile so that fills them up pretty good you know, and it kind of reduces the, the the kill ratio when you're out there trying to call. So usually we, in, in in years past, usually we really start hammering hard, I would say. I'd like middle to say. End November. I, I would like say. to say that. I was, yeah. ex- was going to say the middle to end of November, but, but most of the time it doesn't go full effect, hardcore, yeah. till December. Yeah. Yeah, I just sit at home and wait for that phone call. Hey, should we go make a set, you know? But now it's different now, though. I mean, you can, you're coming out doing guiding, right. and then we yeah. can do content like this. What I want to try to do is get him into doing, like, some reviews and stuff like that because if I can set it up and I can still edit it, you know, and, and it's just going to be way more content out there. The, these guys that I hunt with are just as familiar with the products as I am. And, uh, you know, if we can get more more reviews out there, that's kind of what I want to start filling in and, helping guys out with because i think that that's what a lot of guys thrive on is information you know and a lot of guys are just interested in it too yeah oh yeah sure you bet but that's kind of what our goals are right now guys um we we're gonna try to keep these around 30 to 40 minutes long which like i said is going to be easy without trying to really uh stray off the subject too far trying to keep this around the guys that we work with a few first 
few episodes uh, detailing who we are, what we do, kind of our background. Probably have to bring John in here too one yeah. of these times and kind of get him rolling in here and, and uh, give him a little bit of a of an introduction so that he can fill guys in and guys will have an understanding of kind of what he does. Basically, he's a younger brother, but um, like I said, kind of use these first ones maybe icebreaker that way. When you just you do see us or you do hear us or anything later down the road. You're like, oh, I know that guy. That that guy's that's that idiot that was, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, just use these first couple podcasts just to. Uh, there's people that don't know. No, you know? exactly. And, 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 and what I really want to do is is that's a perfect point to, to be an icebreaker. I mean, this is going to be a learning experience for us. But as it's like everything, the more you do it, the better off you're going to get. Yeah. And the last thing that I really don't like seeing is is guys that um try to give information based on a minimal amount of product use you know my goal is to try and get as much information from field experience with as much product as I possibly can you know I, I would say um I and I said this I think on my first podcast about suppressors you know, dude, that's another thing too that you did. Remember, uh, it was right. It was when I bought my FFL. When I first uh, got my FFL, that stemmed from us cutting water drive irrigations up. Yeah, fill yeah. them in on that one. Well, it helped when steel was one hundred ninety bucks a ton or one ninety five two hundred. It's like, and uh, this area that James lives in, kind of a down in a valley, and there's a lot of there's a lot of irrigation pivots around. And, you know, as they get older, as time goes on or what have you, uh, they, they, they upgrade. And uh, a lot of these places that have pivots on them now, well, they used to have the old water-driven pivots on them, irrigations. And uh, James and I both got gas axes, and we'd go around and clean these up, cut them into small pieces, and then we'd haul them to, I don't know, two hours away. Wrap well, it. What most guys would do for those water drives is they became obsolete. So sure, everybody yeah. went to like valleys or TNLs, hydraulic yeah. or electric yeah. driven, and they would just pile these in the corner yeah, of their quarters. Yep, be piled in the corner of the pivot, you know. And and uh, so we'd just go and go around and, and uh, cut them up and clean them up for them and, and haul them off and using, mo- using money like that for, for guns or suppressors or upgrade our equipment, you know. Uh, camera equipment, that's maybe when we started, started uh, – with the little handy cam or the little Sony's, you know, so uh, that's kind of how, how we started our purchasing or investing in in the camera stuff and and whatnot. But kind of upgraded since then. Um, well, it kind of snowballed too, you know. I mean, it did yeah. when we started doing that and saving some. We prepped the steel too. I mean, we were selling oh, yeah. it as prepared steel. Yep. I think it was like it's got to be like three or three not, by three, maybe. Yeah, or was eighteen by three feet oh, or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But we were we were cutting it up good, and we were getting, gosh, man, six tons on a on a flatbed yeah, yeah. load, making pretty decent money. We'd each get a flatbed or borrow a flatbed and haul it two hours away. Yep, just a side gig. Yep. Just you know, yep. uh, that, that was on top of him ranching, farming, and you and doing selling cars yep. still. And but that's the thing, you got to have the ambition there. You yeah. know, you got to go out there to to kind of. If you don't grasp an opportunity or make one for yourself, then you're just gonna. I've always dreaded just being average with anything. You know, that's why we lift. That's why we film. That's why we hunt. That's why we try to take it to the next level with everything that we do, because there's nothing wrong with being 
ordinary. There's not, but I've always wanted to try to take it a step up and always try to do something a little bit different than anybody else. Oh, you're different. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And not try to be, it's just, we've always done it. Just pride ourselves in that. Yeah. And and we've like, man, like, like I was telling guys of the suppressor deal. I remember when we had power line eight eighties and we'd (laughs) freaking tape a PVC pipe to the barrel for a mock can. Shoot the windshields out of combines. Uh, that yeah. ricochets, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, sure, there's tape flashlights to the barrels. And yeah, at night and shoot yeah. the barrels. In 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 like I said, I've got pictures of Molly in my uh, uh, compound boat of old OD green backpack, <laughs> and that was before. I mean, now 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 look, we got pick rails. That was before yeah. any of that yeah. came out. You, you, it's everything is just yeah. getting so much better. We did it, but now you can actually buy what we did and make your your platform so much more efficient and effective. It's just, it, it, it fell right in line with what we do. Yeah. We're still doing it just a different level, a little more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. And that's, that's some other stuff that we're going to, I mean, if, if we're going to break things down, man, we're going to do podcasts on a lot of individual things and just oh, yeah. get and, and, details and on get it. their, their, what do, what do they want to hear? You know, they probably don't want to hear us sit here and ramble on about dumb about our intros, yeah, but but there's a select few amount of guys that I would say there's a a handful of guys that genuinely are interested in what we do, yeah. and we'll have people on here you know calling or whatever that has some great information that would maybe ninety percent of you guys won't want, but that ten percent maybe utilize it and exactly make, you know, so we'll just like I, like we said icebreaker, see what you guys think, uh give us your comments, give us your information i mean. Let us know what you want to hear or see or what. And we'll, I mean, we'll definitely cater to some information. If we have experience with it, we, we'll, we'll definitely try to t- try to help you out. And we're not the kind of guys that, that will pretend like we know something that we don't. That's the furthest from the truth. I mean, what the, what the way that I like to put it is all of, most of the experience that we have gained is from failure. It's from, yeah. and, and, and as much as I like to, as I don't want to be labeled a hypocrite as much as I would like to say, you know what, we'll, I would love to help you out as much as I can so that you don't have to experience that. There's a certain point where you actually need to, you sure. need to get your ass kicked once in a while so that you yeah. remember next time, Hey man, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Cause last time I did it, it hurt. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. one of those things yeah. that you just, and, and we get a lot of that stuff with guys that. Well, what buttons do you push on the call? Man, yeah. that's the, I mean, I don't, that's like me telling guys where that 400-inch elk is yeah. when you have a tag. Where's uh, that Where's that 190-inch whitetail, James? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's in that water hole right over there. He's, yeah. every day he sleeps there. I mean, yeah. it, it's, there's certain tools, there's certain techniques. And just, I mean, I don't, I don't know, that, that. I could tell you what buttons to push, but who's to say that's going to work where you're at? It might make it worse too. Just because we did that doesn't mean it's right or the way the best way. Yep. You know, it worked for us that time, or it didn't work for us that time. Yep. Exactly. So. That's right on the money. So that's kind of some of the things that we're going to get into, little things like that. I mean, we're we're going to go into details on a lot of different stuff too. Like I said in the first podcast, that that guys, th- there's always guys that have questions, and like I said, I'm not going to try to pretend that we know something that we don't. Um. But if, if if we're using something or if uh, we do something, it's not because somebody just gave it to us. We probably had that product for a year or two and just put it through the ringer. And that's what we do. And it works. So that's why we use it. There's been so many products. I don't want to say it like that, but there has been a significant amount of products 
that that have that 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 will never see the the light of day. Sure. Because we've used them for about a day or two yeah. or three. Oh, one set and and it you could tell right now it yeah. broke. You know, yeah. it it wasn't gonna happen. I know a, a particular product. I ain't gonna say what it is, but I think I used it on three different sets and went through three different pieces yeah. of that product. And one of them, the set was proned out shooting at a thousand yards. Yeah, and and it it never seen film. You know, it, yeah, it's just something that's didn't work for us. Not saying it didn't work for the next guy, but it didn't work for us, so we don't use it. And 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 that's one of the things that that you know that's another thing too, guys. We're we're here. We're gonna get if, if this isn't by all means a professional podcast. You're gonna hear some background. I've got I'm five kids. James's kids. Aren't in <laughs> did here you, yet. she did? She popped through right there. Reagan didn't. Oh, I went, she did. I pointed, <laughs> and she had the phone. Somebody called for me, and we'll get that a lot too. I mean, we'll try to mute things out, guys, but it's gonna happen. I mean, we're gonna have a yeah. you'll, <laughs> one of these times. You're gonna have a couple little freaks go. <laughs> But um, back to the story, I mean, like the the uh, the equipment, I mean, the last thing that I do is that's the one thing that I will not do is I have no problem giving guys insight on a product that doesn't work for us, but I will not go online and badmouth anybody. I mean, I don't I think there's a time and place for everything like that. And I try to respect everybody because everybody's out there trying to make a product. If it's snake oil. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll label it as such. But just because the product isn't going to work for us doesn't mean it's not going to work for the next guy. Sure. Yep. And um, that's just, you know, some of the things that, that, that we enjoy doing. Like he said, the thing that, that, I, that, I, that really gives me goosebumps is we run it through the ringer. Like yeah. we, we went up and had a meeting with uh, Aaron Davidson and James Christensen at Gunworks. And Aaron's like, break it, man. Yeah. We want yep. that's what we want. We want, and yep. we're like, well, we'll hey, be the guys that do it. We did. <laughs> yeah we <laughs> oh i mean there's dude we break out uh, there is there's so many things that we just hammer and we that's one of the things we thrive on is and it's not that we just say, oh, like skull breaking you know it's it's just it's use it's, it's wear and tear it's, yeah, it's what we do yeah. in and out of the pack up i mean it's just it happens you know and if it's gonna get broke it's probably gonna be found out by uh, we're gonna we're gonna find the weak spot <laughs> yep, that's that's up, and it's one of the fun things, you know. Like one of the the things that that's that we really enjoy is uh, it's it's like not necessarily R and D or research and development, which I want to get into. I want to get into some with some guys that and and actually develop more products, but it's test and evaluation. You know, we want guys to give us equipment, and say, run this, man, take this, see what you think, yep. hammer it, yep. and if it works we'll keep using it. And if it don't, a lot of times we kind of tell them and, and it, it comes with like, like there's guys that, that probably are out hunting certain things more than we are in a way. But when you do it all year round, like, like there's not just, I mean, there might be guys that hunt coyotes for four months out of the year, but when we're doing it every single day and then we transition, we're, we're getting trigger time almost every day that we can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then sure we are. Then we also get, you know, we're also doing some long range work. We do a lot of handgun work. We do a little bit of carbine work just to keep any kind of trigger time. I mean, it's kind of muscle memory. If you don't use it, you yeah. tend to lose it in a yeah. certain, I mean, you, it, that's it. I mean, we'll go into details on that too. I think being an athlete helps a lot and it's not meant to turn people off or kind of make them upset. But I think that if you have uh, an athletic 
skill set it transitions very to what we do i mean like yeah, when you prone nice. out there's times where i'm scanning with that camera and i'm like dude over here man you just roll over and just do it yeah, you get into yeah. a position that most guys like like we got an elk hunter here that you know can't set his bipod up you yeah, know he's got yeah. keith over there laying over there prone hey man can you raise this up an inch yeah. on this side right yeah. here a little bit i don't know if i can, yeah i don't know if i can shoot this way yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm like, you yeah. know how many guys that you, I could, we could tell you story and story and, and story and about, about guys. It is on that. I mean, we could probably go to his place of work or what have you and, and be the total. I mean, he'd play, it's just, yeah, he'd put us to shame in the, yeah. in the financing yeah. or, well, yeah. well you it, would know he does what you do, but I mean, and, you know. and it's not that we're saying you suck and whatever this or that. It's just, he just doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, it's fun. But there's a certain point in time where, hey, man, you need to train for this stuff. Oh, yeah, it's fun. It's 100% fun. But I guarantee you if I came out and I missed five times in a row, you're going to put me in my place. Oh, yeah. And, and, it's, it's and we would get be. Get your shit together type thing, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of what, I mean, what we train for, too. That is, huh? you just, you get, you get better at everything. Just kind of like I said, podcasts, all this yeah. stuff. We'll get better at it. But shoot every day, you know, shoot. Trigger time. Trigger time. I mean, like there's even times where you're expected to, to not miss, you know? Yeah. Which like, that's one of the things that we do though. I mean, I don't want to really get all over the board, but most of the time we try to, we try to work the animal to get them into a, I'd say a reasonable range. Turn them into a movie star is what it is. Pupils. Pupils. We want to see pupils, <laughs> yeah. but there's like, uh, I mean, we, the best way to put it is we try to, we try to fool the animal, man. We try to get that animal as close as we possibly can, but we design our equipment for that failure. We design it for, hey, man, if we if we fail to do that or we fail to look like a soapweed and they can see us out there and they're sitting there barking at us at 400 yards or 600, we can cater to that yeah. situation. Yeah. One of them things that you, you call a coyote in and you get them into 50, 10, 100 yards, you, great footage, he never sees you. You kill the coyote. Get your stuff done. That's uh, you win. I I I beat you at your game. I win. Yep. You know? And that's what we try and do on every set. That's a perfect way to look at it too, because we're hunting nature's most astute predator. They you can know. hear, see, smell millions of times better than us. And if you can do that, yep. Nothing against long range. Nothing. I mean, we do it all the time on steel, everything else. And there's a there's an uh, application for it, but. We just try to do it a certain way, and, and yeah, we can we can do it long range. I mean, we can show you ten kills at over five hundred yards for say or whatever. But how boring is that? I mean, who wants? Yep. Like, well, yeah, he hit him, but didn't see much. Yeah, and and another thing too that I like to explain to guys, if you go into detail on it, the more that you the more that you film and actually work that animal, the more that you learn. It's like the way I relate it to is like game tape. You know, you watch football, sure. you watch it over, you study a defense, yep. you study an offense. You see what their plays are, and you 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 counter it. Yep. And sure, a lot of guys, oh, that's stupid. A coyote's a coyote. You know, it yep. is. It is. But you know what? Each one is different. Each person is yep. different. Yep. They might respond different. They might not. So it's it's fun to learn. And one of the yep. big things that we'll get into is night hunting too. I mean, that's a. I've learned so much about that over the years. Uh, just more about the animal. Yeah, like exactly. Going on. I've learned freaking leaps and bounds about animals at night it's crazy what something will do in the dark yeah oh you know we're gonna go into details on on all sorts of stuff fellas uh like we were talking about earlier about the 
the cutting up the water drive irrigations and getting started on that. I mean, the one of the first things that that um, that we got was a suppressor, and I instantly knew, you know, that it's stupid not to use one. I would think it's just why wouldn't you use one? It's a yeah, such a benefit. Yep. But some of the things that you get into with that are the wait time, the paperwork that's involved. Um, you you have to get all that stuff done, and then most guys are probably only going to go through that process one or two times, and then once that's done, that's all they're going to have. What I knew, I, I could see that coming before. I did that with my first can. I got a thirty cal. Yeah, shot it on an AR, and that was it. Yep. But but since then, I mean, yeah, and 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 you and you have access to everything sure. that I get. Yeah. But you you tend to think that guys like to think that what they get's the best. <laughs> And I don't put the best label on anything. I don't, I, you'll never hear me say what we use is the best. You'll never hear me say that. What I, what we use, I think is really good. And what we use maybe works best for us. Best for us, but it's not, not like the I best. Said, it doesn't mean it's the right way or the best way. Yep. Another way I look at it too is man, as good as you think you are, there's always somebody out there that's bigger, faster, stronger, and better than you. And that kind of keeps you humble. You know, I, I like to, I don't, a lot of guys think that you, all oh, these guys are cocky. It's not that man. You, you can have a little bit of, uh, confidence. Sure. It's a lot different than being cocky. It's a lot different than being cocky, man. You don't want to see cocky freaking put the cameras up and we'll just take the guns and go murder mode for six yeah. months and see what yeah. happens. Don't expect any footage or film, but Hey, we'll mark them down. Show you some pictures of coyotes have been hanging on the pipeline out there. <laughs> But the, like the, so back to the suppressor thing, you know, uh, my goal was to get my hands on as many as we could. And I'm not sure if I remember referencing this in the first podcast, but He's still doing it. Get, we got two more here. We're doing reviews on two more different ones. Actually, we got two more coming from Gunworks, the six and the eight. We're going to yeah. be doing reviews on those. And, and like I said, I have not, we, we, I've actually have an exclusive. We designed the vapor with SRT arms and that actually funnels sales to us. But guess what? I'm not telling anybody the vapor is the best. It's yeah. what we use most of the time, but we're always getting our hands on other guys, other guys' products so that we're not left behind. So that when guys ask us, I'm like, hell yeah, man, we use that. It's good. It works awesome. It's yeah. got a different yeah. kind of tone. Yeah. You know, it's got a point of impact shift. No, it doesn't. It's got the same with and without. Lots of different things like that so that we can give proper insight. And then we made that evolution to, to rifles. We worked with a, a, a couple different rifle manufacturers. Um, for those of you guys that, that might not watch the first podcast, um, let's touch base on this real quick. In the beginning, the first thing that we were doing was taking our Remington 700s, factory Remington 700s that had 24-inch, 1 and 14 twist barrels, and we were cutting the barrel off, cutting it off to 18, threading it for a suppressor. Why? Because... It's easier to come in and out of packs. It's yep. easier to maneuver, easier to swing. It's lighter. It's not as cumbersome. And we kind of went against the grain. I mean, there was a lot of guys that were going, what the hell are you doing, You're losing man? all your velocity. Why are you doing that? Yeah, you, that's not what the 22250 is designed for. Well, yeah. guess what? <laughs> Ten years ago, how many optics did you see that had a first focal plane option? Yeah. Hardly yeah, any. No kidding. So, it, I mean, most guys that you think predator hunt, high velocity, max point blank range, from zero to 300 yards, hold the crosshairs on for dead, which is good. It's awesome. Yeah. But with what we're doing, we can utilize holdover almost just as fast. Yeah. As long as you memorize your dope, like on the, like on our two fifties, 
that comes right back to shooting every day. Just you know? hold over, man. Yeah. I mean, we, we know what it is. You, yeah. you, your, your reticle does not change value on any magnification that you're at with the first focal plane reticle. And we utilize that. So we shorten our platforms. We decrease the velocity. We're able to increase the twist rate, run heavier bullets to better our situation because what, you know, we got a lot of wind out here. So being able to, to ramp the weight up, yep. get a little bit more distance. And a lot of times, in all honesty, most of the times when we're having to dial or use hold, the coyote's pretty much content. You know, he's yeah. sitting out there yeah. on his ass or he's sleeping or something. Yep. So there's a lot of things like that that we're going to go into detail and get really crazy on for you guys. It'll be fun. Something new. Just an, another addition to the to the content that we're putting out. Yep. Lots of information on the podcasts. Um. If you guys have any questions on any of this stuff, like I said, uh, this will be on YouTube. It'll be on the anchor. And hopefully I can figure out how to post a link at least under or on the video of this for the first podcast. So you, cause, so you guys can kind of hear the, the, the lead, the first introductory podcast that we did. And then we're just going to progress from there. Make can you put a link like that on Instagram? I bet I could. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, dude, I think on Instagram you have to have like 10,000 followers and then you can start to do all sorts of crazy stuff. Gotcha. But I still might be able to do that. Like in your bio, like on your main page, I there think I go. can put a link where you can click on it and it'll take you straight like to the anchor. anchor. Yep. Yep. And then you can download it on your phone. You guys can listen to it. Like I said, we're kind of all over the place on this one, but my main goal here was to introduce, uh, you know, Keith, what he does, um, how he does it. And so you guys have a basic understanding of the relationship that we have because it's tough. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I talk to that, you know, all they do is bitch about their hunting partner, but I do too, but it's under the table. It's most of the time when, Hey dude, why the hell didn't you <laughs> yeah. push? Why didn't you, why, why was that on, why was that on manual focus? And it was focused for like one yard when there's eight coyotes in the same frame, dude, what the hell? Uh, That's the best footage that no one will ever see. Never. Why? Doesn't exist anymore. Dude, that's and you, why. You, you I'm got so mad you deleted it. That's why. <laughs> I, I'll blame that all on me, and it was 100% this. I'm going to tell you what happened. I had my, my, my Canon XF305 in my G4 operator pack, and I pulled it out, and I've got a... Uh, pan uh, bar. Yep, and on one side of the pan bar, it's got... You can, uh, you can either use it on focus or zoom, and that's what it'll do with your, with your toggle. And then on the other side, I can't remember what it is. Manual Any, or auto. Yep. That's what the other side is. Yep. Well, when I pulled it out. And it was manual or autofocus. Yep. When I pulled it out, my, my, when I went, it flicked to, to manual. Yep. And it stayed on manual. Yep. And I was looking at the screen, but man, a lot of times during the day, if you don't have the right lighting, you'd like. Oh, sure. It's ah. tough. It's a little, what, three inch, four inch uh, screen you on a camera. Yep. And it was just tough to see. But anyway, dude, we, we got it. We might as well end with this. Tell them what happened, dude. Tell them on, this was probably, wasn't this, I don't even remember what time, what time of the year it was. I don't either. It I'm was, sh- it wasn't early though. It was not early. I killed them all. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> no, I think I shot five. No. Yeah, you, I think you did. I don't. It, but okay, go anyway. Let me tell first. Okay. What, let, just the intro. Just a little, the introduction of the story. <laughs> Well, you kind of did already, so you were well, on a good track. I told a freaking mess up part of it. Um, <laughs> I killed them all. Uh, the, I think dad might have said, well, the, anyway, this guy passed away. 
right? Yeah. He passed away, and he had a he had a, a ranch that borders some of our ground. I think it's really close to, close to our it. family, like close to you and close to my dad. I mean, y- right you've hunted us. it, yeah. You've hunted grew it. Grew up around it. We both know the area well. We have permission. Yep. And we're like, man, you know what? Why don't Why don't we go over here? We heard we well, and we no. still go over there to this day. I mean, we we go over there, but it ain't gonna happen like this. We circle around. We have a good wind. I think it was kind of an easterly wind, northeasterly or something. We set up on the edge of this guy's, basically right bes- about kind about of a tree grill, right at right on edge on the, the edge of his grill. farm. Yeah, right on the edge and of where they came office. in from the northwest, east, northeast, east, northeast. Yep. yep. <laughs> and footage for days. I mean, they 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 came in from. They were howling right over the hill before we went. Three a mile, you could film them, and. I don't know, two or three in the, in the, in the camera at all times, maybe. And I at, think at, at one, one time eight. I think there was seven or eight seven. in one. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I was. It it it's not like you freak out. I was just looking at no, my it screen. Wasn't, it I, wasn't it, that it, a bit. No. And you didn't know you did it until later, maybe the next day when you looked at the footage. Or may, I I kind of had some idea, like when I when I was looking at the screen, but the sun was at our back. Yeah. And it was glaring off the screen, and not to make any excuses, but I'm like, gosh, what? It kind of looks fuzzy. How could it be fuzzy? How? What? <laughs> and then it, it all hit the fan, man. We we hammered, man. I'm like, I'm working my magic on the call, and Keith's proned out, freaking just ready to kill. I think I shot the first guy out at under 50 yards. Just leveled it, and then it went, and, then, and I got them all, all the kills. I think all got yeah, all of them on video. But none of it's usable because... But you got to prove it. If it didn't happen on film, it didn't happen. And now the film is <laughs> gone. Yeah. Out. But it's one of them things. You get yourself kicked in the ass and you learn You learn the hard way. It is just how it is. It happens. Things like that happen, and that happened very unfortunately yeah. because that would so have been... So anyways, uh, uh, it got flicked to manual focus, and everything was blurry. Um, there was nothing James could do about it in the editing. It was just, it, and you tried. I know you did. Cause oh, yeah. Oh, I me. tried to yeah. sharpen the hell out of that thing, and I'm like, how can you fix not in yeah. focus picture? You yeah. can't do it. He Googled everything. You can't do it. I And I knew it, man. I was sick. As soon I was as you sick. see it, you knew exactly what happened. Yep. I knew it. Yeah. And uh, that's that. That's what happened. So we have, we don't, I don't think, I don't even think we missed a coyote last year, did we? I didn't. I don't know about you. No. <laughs> we always miss, man. I mean. On video, yeah, not with a gun. Yeah, yeah. No, just kidding. What, what, I mean, what, what, why would we, why do we want to show videos of us missing? Yeah. Who There's nothing l- getting missed. Yeah, we want to, you want to see, you want to see him come in, lock jaw, smiley, smiley, done. Paint some faces. That's what we do, face paint, right behind us, right there. That's it. We're, gonna do, we're working on a review of that right now, fellas, and there's going to be a lot of them. So um, with that said, guys, we're at about, geez, we're at 40, we're about 45 minutes already into this. So I hope that we kind of uh, touched base on, you know, you guys get an idea of, of uh, who Keith is, kind of what he does, and kind of how we operate together. I'm the jokester. James is the straight and narrow, get shit done, and I'm just, I don't even know. Keith eggs it on, <laughs> but it gets done. It gets done. So James spends half the day shaking his head at me, and I just do my thing. As long as uh, as long as we get footage, and work gets done, yeah. it's all good. But that's that's the story, man. That's how things roll with us, and we'll try to get more out there. Like I said, I'll be posting this on YouTube. 
and uh, hope maybe I can add a link on Instagram. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. My and Instagram then, is ops underscore pro staff. Yep. Hit that guy up. Mine's O'Neill Ops. All lowercase, just O'Neill Ops on Instagram. Yep. Yep. All lowercase on mine too. I'll make sure and post this up on uh on, on the Facebook page too. Yep. We'll just this will just be more content. And what what I kinda think I want to do is I I wanna I wouldn't mind, you know, just having this organized. You know, and a lot of times you'll see we're kind of all over the board when we start talking about something it'll start building into something else. We might decide to talk about barrels and it'll slowly progress back to the action and the stock and the whole weapon system. But we want to try to keep this focused on certain, on certain aspects because there's so many things that I want to go over and uh, get it on YouTube, get it on Instagram, get it on the Facebook page. And what, like I said, what I want to try to do is you guys that, have some genuine interest in our work you want to hear say you want to hear something that we may know something about maybe a little bit more than you do or maybe we don't and we won't we, we won't go over it <laughs> we're not going over that subject if we don't know. or they're like hey dude what do you think about this suppressor and i've never shot it maybe i'll try to get my hands on it and burn it go. up real quick yeah yeah but um you know like he said leave us a comment yeah give us give us what you think give us some feedback what you guys want to hear more good, of you know yeah, constructive criticism. Yeah. I don't care. That's the learning. You know, it comes with territory. There's guys that aren't going to like what we do. Of course not. There's going to be guys that don't like us because of the equipment that we use or because, you know, what we look like. I don't know. But that's that's fine. We understand that. We, we're not here to cater to everybody. We're not here to make everybody happy. It'd be cool if we could. Sure. But um, we just do our thing. That's what we do. We do our thing. We we're don't try do to whether you like it or not, and we're gonna keep doing it. That's a hundred percent on the money. We don't try to we're not trying to be like anybody. We're not trying to act like anybody. It stemmed from what we did as kids. Like I said, when we were modifying our equipment when we were in grade school. When we were in grade school. And now instead of having to tie stuff to our backpack, we can molly it to our backpack. Instead of having to duct tape or a black electric tape, uh fake suppressor or a, 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 a flashlight onto our AR, guess what? We can use a pad, a pressure switch with a pick rail. Yep. That's how it is. That's how things are going. It's We haven't changed anything. We're just using a, a better equipment to be more efficient and, in the end, more effective at our work. So with that said, guys, um, we've got Keith Rissy here, and I'm James O'Neill, and this has been... The O'Neill Ops Podcast, Episode 2. Let us know what you guys think. Be sure to hit us up on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to see more of, whatever you want to hear more of, let us know. And we'll try our best to knock it out for you. O'Neill Ops, we're out. <laughs>